Hello and welcome to episode 28 of the Back to Football podcast. That's the number one podcast for people who probably should talk about something other than football. So it's not only the first show of the year, that year being 2020, it's also the first show of the decade. Uh, I'm joined in the studio by John Miller. How are you doing, Dan? I'm all good. I'm very well. I know that's my my default response to that question. <laughs> Go back and listen to the start of any podcast. I will respond with, I'm all good. I'm all well. Uh, <laughs> and we're also joined by Greg Hollands. How's it going? Uh, yes, right. I'm uh, fantastic. Uh, just <laughs> uh, all, all to my path there Change slightly. Um, leave... Happy New Year to everyone. Well, yeah, yeah Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. When, yeah. Do we, when do we stop saying that? Um, I mean, I'm lucky in the sense that my birthday uh, falls in January. So after the 18th of January, um, I don't consider it, you know... It's all about you at that point. Yeah. yeah it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. The New yeah. Year's gone. The last event. I'm always looking back to what, what was the last event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's why I'll say um, Happy Halloween to people all the way up to sort of Christmas Eve. <laughs> uh, <laughs> unless I'm in America and I'll say Happy Thanksgiving uh, on that date. But yeah, I think Happy New Year. Generally, you would say it the first time you see someone, probably yeah. for the whole of January. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, opinions differ. Yeah, Greg? it's when you do the rounds. Like I've like today is for first day back here, and I've just said like, oh, how's Christmas? How New Year? That done. Then you sort of like yeah, you check people off, don't you? <laughs> so you, so you do that. Really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what's your response been then, John? Let's 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 play it out as if it's happening. Like I'm bumping into you uh, on uh, what Battersea Battersea High Street. <laughs> well, I'm saying, John, how's your Christmas been? What'd you get up to? Oh man, uh, it's a quiet one. That's what I say. That's what I've been saying it because it was a very quiet one. Spent it in the Cotswolds, nice. which is lovely and nice, but very quiet. Nice little village, uh, three pubs and a funeral uh, place uh, <laughs> <laughs> and a co-op. Um, but was uh, it a co-op funeral place? As co-op well? funeral place yeah, and a co-op. Yeah, um, and a small community centre, and that was your lot, pretty much. Um, All bases covered. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but no, it was all right. It was uh, it was good, relaxing. Um, didn't get up to too much on New Year, but New Year's overrated. And when you get to like an adult, you realise New Year's a bit overrated. I feel that though. Huh? I feel that. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. We were invited to a party and we ended up just staying at the flat watching the New Year's. Craig David was doing it. He actually smashed it, to be fair. Mm. Didn't Ronan Kemp... Uh, Ronan, yeah. Ronan Kemp ran it very close to midnight. It was like... Yeah, yeah. I think he left yeah. it about eight seconds on the clock before he stopped interviewing Craig David well, the and thing, went across yeah, to Big Ben. Yeah, cause he, so he had like a 20-minute set and you could see the timer like in front of him and it was cut like, I don't know, like five minutes before New Year and then he went out with Roman Kemp and sat on the balcony and they were talking about it. And Craig David sort of knew, he's done this a while, he knows when like an interview yeah. should be like just quick. He wasn't like rambling on or anything like I am now. He was just doing, yep, 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 yep. Yeah. But Ronan Kemp, like, he was having a lovely time. It's yeah, probably yeah, like yeah. his idol forgot, or something. He forgot, he forgot, forgot why he's there, <laughs> yeah. So you can see a little bit of uh, Craig David go like, you know why you're here, don't you? You do have to, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you've got something else to, to do. To the fireworks. No, I, I, I got that, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, I was with uh, the grandparents-in-law, if that's what you call them, and they wanted to watch Jules Holland. Oh, I say unfortunately, it was still, still good. Jules Holland. Yeah, never the Hootenanny. Never, never the Hootenanny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely not. So I, but I was, I was keen for the old Craig. 
Craigie did. Craigie yeah, but, uh, the um, light, uh, the fireworks were pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It got these. a bit smoky though, didn't it? Like, there's really a lot of just you couldn't see him at some point. I nearly teared up when it's coming home came on. It's I got a bit emotional then. Oh, yeah. and the 2020. It always amazes yeah. me how they do that. Yeah, there's a big focus on that as well, wasn't there? there the is, fact yeah, that the Euros. Was, yeah, it's um, been held. Well, we've got like what half the group games, a semi-final and the final. And the final, yeah. yeah, yeah, all at Wembley. That's so. brilliant. So our year, Did boys. It's definitely yes. our year. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> we can get those uh, get those tickets. Um, yeah, I had a. Uh, thanks for asking. I had a good. <laughs> <laughs> good, good Christmas and New Year. Um, went to the states, obviously. Yeah, for, yeah. For Christmas itself, um, hung out or stayed with uh, occasional podcast co-host uh, James Crange over in uh, mm. New Jersey. Uh, his family were amazing and. Um, very hospitable and good time good time went to see some ice hockey New York right. in, and uh, did a lot of walking around New York City which yeah. is incredible Amazing. what a place to be mm. but luckily it wasn't actually it's was nowhere near as cold as it's been today I mean we're recording time of recording it's 21st of January mm. um, and this morning was was cold it was a cold yeah. one like here. the first yeah, yeah. here in, in, in England yeah yeah, yeah it was um, I've just got back from Budapest was that very beautiful out there. I recommend it. Really yeah. cheap, really accessible. We did like four days, and we we saw everything that you'd need to see. Um, but it was, it was cold, like minus two, just all day, every day. <laughs> and I've, we came back here thinking, oh, we're gonna really take it for granted now. London's gonna yeah. feel really warm. Woke up this morning, had the window open, absolutely freezing, mental. Yeah. Too much. It's too much. Yeah. Um, so there's been a few other things that have happened uh, in the time that we've been off air as such um first one i want to talk about uh we don't have to go into too much detail here but uh mexit uh megan and, and yes. harry uh stepping down from their royal duties and moving over to canada uh quick thoughts uh greg on this one oh, i couldn't give a shit really i think uh, like it's <laughs> no genuinely i think yeah, i think um Harry's always been that sort of outlier of not wanting to be in the spotlight and the yeah. roles and all of that and been pictured in having mad parties in Vegas and stuff. So this isn't really any yeah. surprise. Um, I, I feel like a lot of people are blaming Megan for it, but I think that they've just met each other, both come to the same conclusion of it and wanted to bugger off. I think it's fair of the Queen to make them pay back the... Um, what is it, two and a half million? For yeah. Frogmore Cottage. Frogmore yeah. Cottage, yeah. Which is actually like a massive estate. Cottage, it sounds quite quaint and yeah. quite small. But um, yeah, I, I think it's fine. I think everyone's making a bit of a fuss about it. But ugh, could not give a shit. All right, John? As um, more of a royalist? Yeah, the, the avid royalist I have. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I echo the same as, uh, as Greg there. Um, I, obviously, it's... It's a big deal for the country. It's a big deal for a lot of people. But in like in reality, he's never really been. Yeah. He's never really been on it from mm. day one. It's always been Will, um, my old mate. Your mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Will. Um, so, yeah, just just leave him to it. Like really, I like. Yeah. Uh, well, the thing is, they've been talking about a streamline royal family. They wanted to like uh, keep it as minimal as possible they released that picture didn't they of the queen charles william and uh the young lad um just like a picture of them and then yeah. everyone's going oh but harry's going where's george. he going george, george that's one yeah. yeah so everyone's like losing it a little bit but 
we they want to streamline anyway. Yeah, yeah. Just... And also he's he's. I can see why he's done it as well. Like he, I mean, I don't know. You might have to correct me on this, Dan, because I know you're a more of a moralist <laughs> than I am. But where is he in line to the throne? Like sixth. he must be well out. Of he's it. sixth. Yeah. He's behind like three kids. Yeah, that's just not going to happen. For him. So happen. what's the point? Yeah. Like, what what is the point? Just to live his life and. So is Charlotte ahead of him? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And then because there's a, like a younger new... one as well, aren't they? They've got. There's George, Charlotte, and, and Ed, not Eddie. <laughs> Eddie. <laughs> yeah. Um, Alf, oh fuck me! Oh, I don't care. I don't care. Archie's, Archie's on Archie. with Meg. Yeah. Louis. Yeah, Louis. Louis yeah, yeah. Louis. So he'll be ahead of Harry. Yeah. yeah. yeah but they, so that basically like a, a law came in, or not a law, but like a royal whatever they call it, amendment. Decree. Decree. Yeah, yeah. that kind of yeah. thing, where Charlotte would be. So naturally, it would have gone. Oh, to Harry instead of her. Mm, yeah, or Louis, but yeah. they've said like, oh, women. Oh, can. so it's in the so order that yeah, they're yeah, born exactly now. that. It's yeah. not like men first. Yeah, I remember it's just that law coming in. Yeah, yeah, which is good. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. How, that's how it Progressive. should be. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, my opinions on it. Um, again, thanks for asking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I don't. Um, is the I, I think it's absolutely the right thing to do. Um, they have been quite frankly bullied. Uh, yes. in, into this situation and he stood up and gone right I'm putting my family first um, if if you're going to write you know if, if the Sun and the Daily Mail and yeah. all the other tabloid press are going to literally hound my wife um, as they did my mother Ooh. why am I gonna, why would you stand around and just let that happen Ooh, um, yeah, exactly. so I and you know obviously they've taken this break over Christmas spent Christmas in Canada in this amazing mansion by a lake and probably in just absolute peace and tranquility. Um, and then, you know, you look back on, I, they can't do anything here. You know, they literally can't go out in the UK. They're prisoners yeah. within their roles. And yeah, like when you look at it, he's sixth or seventh or whatever in mm-hmm. line. So he's, you know you're a prisoner but you're never actually going to get the reward or you yeah. not that being king or whatever is, is the be all and end all but, but I know what you mean yeah um, so yeah I, I think f- absolute fair play to him for actually um, taking this step and and you know putting themselves first because what difference does it make to you and I as yeah. as Brits or um, even the, the, you know the royal family different if the queen went oh, actually I'm going to step down and move to Marbella Ooh. for <laughs> yeah. the rest of my my yeah. days like that's different and if it and if it was Will doing the same thing yeah it's different because they're higher up the chain but be a brilliant um, episode on the crown though wouldn't yeah, it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah the crown like on, on tour yeah um, but uh, yeah I, I, I think they're doing doing the right thing yeah um, and it's, it's very interesting to see starting to see the tabloid press kind of change their language as well so Ooh. as public support has kind of gotten behind Meghan and Harry on this especially since the Queen kind of backed them last week and said actually I'm quite proud and, and, and we support them and you know XYZ as long as they do this then yeah. that's them and whatever it's amicable public opinion is starting to shift to be actually pro this yeah. decision pro Meghan and, and Harry and and you know you shift to the family narrative of of actually this is a father protecting his wife and his children Ooh. the tabloid press you can see now reflecting that public opinion because they know they need to sell stories they need to sell papers they need to sell adverts on their websites Ooh. 
and you're starting to like there's a there's a very kind of subtle shift in the language used um in each story and there was one this morning about you know megan megan markle is beaming as um you know as harry arrives in Ooh. in canada for blah 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 like they wouldn't they yeah. just wouldn't have even run that that, yeah, nah. that headline it would have been megan reuses um prada tracksuit from yeah. this date and they pull out exactly the date she last yeah, exactly. wore that and and you know you'd spin a negative angle on anything whereas i think now you're starting to see actually the public are accepting it the public think it's quite a good move um and therefore the papers are, are kind of just you know eating humble pie or not even yeah. doing that they're just flat out just changing their tune just yeah. to sell papers and i think it it exposes that and i think that's what doesn't doesn't sit well with me it's just the media in this country and the way that they'll yeah. they'll that's happily awful. destroy someone's life yeah. but then if yeah. If people suddenly stop buying their papers with that tune, they'll they'll get straight behind them. And, don't know. That's that's tabloid press for you. That is uh, tabloid press. Point number two then to talk about before we go back to football in a bit is uh, Love Island. Terrible rendition. Love Island. Winter Love Island in South Africa. Uh, it's about a week in, is it? Ten days in, something like uh, that. Episode eight. Is, yeah. Episode eight. Yes. Here we go. Episode um, eight. Dan, before you say we don't ask you anything, I was going to ask you. What's your take? What's your take? What's your take? Straight up. I think it's been a slow start to Ooh. this series. Um, I'm not as like hooked on it. I, I don't know if it's just because of the time of the year that it's on. I thought going into the series that I would be buzzing for, you know dark nights in watching Love Island and having something to watch at 9 o'clock every night yeah um, I think that there has been an element of that um, you know I, I don't think I've missed too many episodes late in the evening but there's something so far in this series that just that hasn't had that kind of like explosive like wow like yeah. can't believe that just happened moment yeah it hasn't really um, caught yeah. fire yeah it, the first week is always a little bit slow isn't it there's less of them they, yeah. It's only when they get to the um, what is it? The other villa that they have. Oh, Castle 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 that's yeah, it, yeah. Which I don't know if they'll do that this year. Yeah, that that's the point where I feel like it, it heats up. You get an absolute yeah. like um, switch over of people, half leave yeah. all that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like yeah. I, I I echo what you're saying. Really, I feel like it's just a bit of a carbon copy of all the other. Yeah, I think that's what it might be. That that bit as well. They so. all try to be the next. Yeah. Chris, the next Ooh. Adam, the next exactly, all of this, you and know. I think like most people, like or at least like, taken from personal experience, I probably jumped on the Love Island bandwagon in season four. What year? I think that? so. I know them by years. Two. I watched the second series on on Netflix. That was the one with. Um, Olivia and oh Chris uh, and Kem and no nah, Chris and Kem were season. Three. Oh, that's when I watched. And then I started watching it from season four. Right. So the year with so Adam and yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. That's when I kind of that was the first series that I watched as it was on. Danny and um, and let's yeah. let's assume that a lot of people jumped on the bandwagon around that series, so series four, and let's just say they haven't really seen the previous three series. Ah. They're probably now at kind of like a critical mass point where. Actually, they've seen there's only like with binary relationships or um, maybe you got a, a love triangle or whatever. There's only so many narratives yeah. in yeah, a, in such a controlled environment yeah, like that. 
there's only so many narratives that can pop up. Oh, you like her. Oh, Ooh. you looked at her. Your heart rate went up when she came in. Like, <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, and we've there's not there's not much that's new mm. being presented to us as Ooh. as a viewer. And I think that's where they may find that they've made a mistake by putting in this extra yearly series. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because actually, like, you're you're just flogging the same product, but just twice as much. And it's kind of what killed Big Brother in the end was having too many. They were sort of doing three series a year, which was like two celeb ones and a a, a civvy one or whatever you want to call it. Um, (laughs) Commoner. But yeah, I, I think that's what it might be. So I don't know if they need to push the envelope a bit more and, and actually Ooh. make it, like put some new things in there or are they still attracting new audiences? Um, I, think I think you're right. There's only so much they can really do in that in that controlled environment. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I do agree with you that I was talking to someone else about it the other day. It's, it is going to get to a point where it will be a bit like Big Brother or yeah. the others. Where, you know, they might attract some new audiences but by and large, like, it's... The old audiences that have been there. I, I started watching it at the same time as you, Greg, like mm. Kem and yeah, yeah, uh, Chris and Kem and that. Um, but yeah, it'll get to a point where we're like, we've seen it, seen it all before, yeah. and then we're just gonna yeah. kind of yeah. start to look, look for the next thing. Um, but I don't know, I always just watch it with a smile on my face. I, I, yeah. At the moment, I'm enjoying it. Like, yeah. I agree with you, it hasn't caught fire, and nothing really major has happened yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm still enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a. Uh, from a from a marketing angle with the with the show in general is having been in this traditionally in the summer they're all on the you know by the pool or whatever they they have these deals with like misguided and pretty little thing and stuff like that and a lot of what they're doing is is selling products or, yeah. or at least offering the vehicle for tabloids to get on there and say oh where'd they get this outfit whatever um is that a bit of a weird one having that in in January. I know people buy things obviously ahead of the summer, but nothing's um, on shelves or racks. Or well, anything. that's it. Yeah. So you can't go out and buy it. I'm sure it's on Pretty Little Thing and and stuff like that. I don't really go on there too often. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know whether like a lot. There's a lot of talk of people saying that they would like to have seen a proper winter yeah. Love Island that was in Cabins like a ski and, chalet, yeah, yeah a cabin yeah, in the woods type sick. thing. Yeah. Um, Love Shack. And then you'd be selling, you know, you'd be selling jumpers and and hoodies and yeah. coats and all of this, all this stuff, hats and scarves. Definitely. Uh, which is probably people would be more responsive to that from a from a kind of purchasing uh, angle. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know if that, that that might be something that they'll look into in the future. But um, generally, on the show, they're literally just in a either a bikini or. Um, yeah that's the thing as well like you were saying about they should push the envelope and you know look at different things but the thing with Love Island you're going to just keep getting the same types of people applying yeah. for it yes. you're not going to get like I don't know, if the three of us went in for example yeah. it just doesn't happen does it it is always yeah. the yeah. beautician from Bristol <laughs> PT from Essex yeah. yeah, you know ex girlfriend of so and so, so and so, Liam Gallagher. I don't know who the kids yeah. listen to these days, <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? It's Nicole. always these, pe- yeah, it's Apple all these people, <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I, I think that th- doing the winter one, that you should always leave the audience wanting more. And I feel like by doing the winter one, they've definitely buggered the numbers up already for the mm. summer one because this one 
you know, whether people are liking it or tuning in as much or whatever, or if, it, if it's a slow burner and people will like it. If we have another one in, what would it be, four or five months' time, it's not going to have the same effect, I don't yeah. think. Because yeah. it, it, every year having the same thing is sort of okay, but then having it twice a year, it's like, it's like the Big Brother effect. I would sure. also argue that um, of the, you know, here, you know, this Danny Dyer's daughter, this is Tommy Fury's brother... I do think Paige as Lewis Capaldi's ex yeah. is one of the, the weaker mm. of that, you know, there's always that token yeah, they yeah. knew someone or but if anything, uh Sophie Rochelle being was, Rochelle's sister is yeah. actually more of a a pull than than Paige's as, as Lewis yeah. Capaldi's ex. But. She's more Tuesday than Saturday, I think Sophie. <laughs> I can't fucking stand her. I, I genuinely I've got a real grudge against her. Yeah. She's just she talks in cliches, she's Doing that giggly thing all the time. Connor is an absolute That's, G. You can say that because you're from Essex. We, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I know about ten of her. Yeah, I'm yeah, sick yeah. of her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, which Connor's absolute G? Which one? Connor, Connor with the veneers <laughs> and like yeah, <laughs> Connor. Yeah, not with a G. Yeah, so he's from like East Sussex or West Sussex. Yeah, Brighton, isn't he? He's got yeah, a I coffee. Think I heard me. Worthing, but um, I think he said Brighton to make it sound better. Yeah, probably. But um, no, I like him. I feel like he's been all right. Done a little bit dirty yeah. there. They give him um, a bit of that you treatment, that guy from you. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. And calling him Little Connor. Yeah. And Little Connor, that. yeah, that was a diss. Yeah. Big diss. I don't know. I, yeah, but that's the thing. Like, I don't really... None of them have got... Mu- it felt like... Maybe, you know, looking back on it through, like, tinted glasses, um, you look at them and think, oh, wow, they came... Like, Chris and Kem and Olivia and all oh. these, they came in with personality. Maybe they didn't. Maybe they grew that as they yeah. went on. Yeah. But now, looking at it now, it feels like none of them, like, man-to-man, come up to that sort of standard. It isn't the same type of thing. They're all trying to be yeah. the next... Uh, like, you know, this Connor G is meant to be the Adam of last season and all of this and all of that. Um, and, like, that little Naz, bless him, he's like... Um, Dr. Alex. Dr. Alex. You know, there, there's yeah. these, like, um, types of yeah. people that they're fitting yeah. into. So here's a quick question. I know we're spending a bit more than a couple of minutes on this, but do those roles are they are they casted roles or actually are those just natural roles that groups of people fall into? So you've got the cocky, arrogant, like alpha at the top, and then you've got the the proper like bottom feeder like Nas. <laughs> so do do packs or you know groups of people right. automatically fall into those categories so could you take nas and put him in another group of guys where he was actually naturally more of the alpha of the group right and a different group of girls and and you get nas being the connor with a g of yeah the group. i definitely get what you're saying but i think in terms of love island they are casted yeah. it's mm. not they're not people they're they're roles for sure yeah. I mean, I guarantee... Characters, almost. Characters, exactly, yeah. yeah. I guarantee that when they brought in Connor with a G, that was to stir things up with Sophie, because they'll all have been interviewed and all of yeah. stuff. They'll absolutely yeah, have yeah. a sheet of what everyone finds attractive, what everyone yeah. likes, what everyone doesn't, yeah. and they're thrown in at the yeah. right time to turn their heads and do all of that. It's an absolute... It, yeah. It's scripted as oh, any science. Yeah, all the heart rate stuff as well. Like, I will say it's Which probably stuff? rigged. Like, oh, one hundred. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the heart rate stuff. Oh so yeah, yeah. They're, they're wearing it around their belt. Yeah. <laughs> like it's nowhere near the heart. Then that's the stomach. Naz yeah. is probably hungry. He just wants a burger. That's why his heart rate's up. It's just rumbling. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. That's a load of rubbish. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah. It's just to cause 
riffs. And yeah, and it did. It, it worked. Yeah. And we're all gonna watch tonight because we want to find out yeah. how Shauna, Sheena, yeah, clean she? your window. Yeah. How she reacts to Callum. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like it's yeah. gonna be how it is. Yeah. And we will because we're suckers for it. So we complain about it all we want, but we're all gonna yeah. watch tonight. Yeah. All right. Um, we will head back to football. Um, quick point before we move on. It's more of a precursor for next week. Uh, we will be talking about both the Aaron Hernandez documentary on Netflix, mm-hmm. um, which I've I've I watched this weekend. But uh, the other guys, you're gonna give it a, a watch this week, and then also uh, don't fuck with cats on Netflix, which I watched yesterday, and. It's just we need to talk about it because it's right. ridiculous. Yeah. But that'll be well, in next week's episode, episode twenty nine. Um, make sure you give us a uh, a follow on Spotify to make sure that that kind of pops up in your podcast list. There, you can also do the same thing on iTunes and any other good uh, podcast platform. Back to football we go, as we are the Back to Football podcast, number one podcast for people who probably should talk about something other than football. And we are going to do our Premier League team of the decade. Um, We've all kind of put together who we think is in our team. What we're going to do here is debate each position and kind of try and agree. We like The the key word there being try uh, (laughs) and agree on what we think is the Back to Football team of the decade. Now, let's start in goal. Um, so we're going 4-3-3, three, three, aren't we? Yes. yes. So one goalie, four defenders, yeah. Awesome. Okay, cool. Um, so, Greg, who's your who's your goalie? So I've gone more for suggestions of who it should be. Oh, right. Okay. That's what I've gone for. Yeah. Um, Give us the suggestions. I've got De Gea. Yeah. Solid. Uh, Edison. Yeah. Potentially. Okay. Lloris. Uh, and Czech. For me, it probably Czech. Yeah. But I think they, that they all deserve to be in the conversation. Are we going with performance and discounting what they've won or not I think, won? I think we've got to consider it all. They've won. But yeah. in terms of that, does that make the difference, do you think? Does it matter if they've won or is it about performance? It's a tough one, that one. Well, I think, yeah, I think, like, so... We'll go case by case. I, I've, I've gone for De Gea. Okay. Um, so. I think he's been consistently good. In, in for most of that decade in a quite average Man United team um, he's sort of been their best player for a long time mm. um, statistically as well especially towards the start of that decade he, he was the best goalie yeah he was getting the most clean sheets golden glove whatever each season um, I agree with Petr Cech yeah. but yeah. I would probably lean Cech more into being dominant in the previous Decade. decade yeah okay um there's a few players that will come up in this that that yeah they spanned that Ooh, end of the, yeah. the the first the decade of this uh millennium uh and yeah so that'd be my De Gea would be my choice John. when did Czech go to Arsenal what year it's got to be like 2015 something like that I'll I'll not long I'll ago. do some research yeah 16 I, I wouldn't say that 2015 or 2016 2016 like 17 that. I want to say um yeah, I mean... Because he kind of got phased out, did he not, at, at Ch- Chelsea yeah, by then? When Kepa came in. 2015, oh, 2015. He, he left Chelsea. Yeah. I, I, it's kind of hard because Arsenal's defence has been awful since yeah, then. he's I been think, more exposed. Um, that, I wouldn't say, it definitely didn't tarnish anything about Czech, but I, a lot more, he made a lot more mistakes than he did 
under the uh, with the Chelsea back four, yeah, um, or, or the Chelsea defence, um, and yeah, statistically, yeah, I'm gonna go De Gea. Oh, yeah. Statistics don't lie. Okay, cool. Yeah. So we lock, lock in De Gea. Lock in De Gea. I'm happy with that. Okay, uh, John, do you have a suggestion for a left back? Um, I do. I'm gonna go with Patrice Evra. Evra, okay. For this decade. Yeah. When did he leave? That's what I was going to I don't know. I w- uh, yeah. <coughs> I don't know about this decade. I don't know. I Well, Evra left United in, in 2014. So oh, okay. he, he was there 2006 to 2014. Um, yeah, I mean, he was... He's definitely one of the great Premier yeah. League left-backs. Who, who have you got then, Greg? Aspen Equator. Aspen, yeah. Aspen. I, I've got Aspen in, in mine as well. I think yeah. just because of the... I think Azpilicueta's been at Chelsea probably since about 2012. Um, yeah, about them. So, I, I think he's could, been pretty consistent as well. Yep. And Ever could fit into the last decade if you yeah. wanted to, but Asby. Yeah, Danny so, Rose, Gareth Bale. Well, yeah, do you know what, actually? Bale... Bale <laughs> and John's yeah. Bale. Bale, left, you, he started at left back. I know he did. Obviously, yeah, he did yeah. play at left back for a bit, enough. but yeah. I don't know if he was his best at left back. No. Yeah, that's it. You can't. I think he wasn't the player that we know Gareth Bale to yeah. be when As he was left a left back. back. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So Aspilicueta was twenty twelve. Um, so he's played eight years, um, and in a Chelsea team in that in that time that that won two titles. Am I right, or just one? I believe he's just one. Yeah, but anyway, Champo, they got didn't they? What's that? In this decade, they've got Champions League, or two. Yeah, twenty twelve. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And Europa. Yeah, solid. Yeah. Aspilicueta. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll go with that one. Um, Let's go for our centre backs. Dan, what are you thinking? I think this one. I'd be surprised if any of you disagreed with this, Vincent Company. Yeah. Yeah. So we have him in there. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. No questions asked. Second pick, and I think this is where there's certain people that that span the two decades, and then there's someone else that's dominated the last two years. Yes. Um, thing, but what yeah. my one that I I listed is is John Terry, JT. Um, when did he retire? Two years ago, right? Uh, mm-hmm. He played because he was at Villa, wasn't he? For yeah. the last couple of years, I think he was at Chelsea until 2017. Um, not obviously playing that well, whole that's time. the season that's he the... didn't play a single game but still lifted the yeah. trophy so he was, at, he was at Chelsea 98 through to 2017 so he had seven seven years of the decade he was at Chelsea yeah um, but but prime but at his best at his best to... at the start of start at the start of the, of the decade he, he was on I think. I mean, probably yeah, yeah probably about right yeah so. those okay. first five years of the decade this guy like as much as People hate him as a as a player and as as a man in some ways. Um, I think he was just he was Chelsea for a long time. Yeah. Captain yeah. Fantastic, all that, all that. Like. But if, but if you throw Cher- Terry out there, I'm gonna have to throw Rio. But I think yeah, this is yeah, and Vidic, Vidic, Vidic yeah, and Rio. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Van Dijk. So was decade? Was anyone? Yeah. So was anyone going Van Dyke best of the decade back in whatever twenty fifteen when he was at Celtic? Well, no. And then 
2015 to whatever 2018. I think it's just of how good he's playing. Yeah. Now. Yeah. And, and maybe because it's hard to watch it, you know, like mirror to, to mirror. That makes yeah, sense. yeah. To see, oh, was he playing better? Yeah. Terry. Yeah, yeah. But it looks like it. Like yeah, now, I agree. You just can't really draw on on. It's the, very the games. hard. It's difficult because I don't remember. I'm sure Ferdinand probably dominated games in the same way that Van Dyke does. Um, just a different style of football, but, but yeah, sit like I I agree. Like it's hard to deny that when you just watch Liverpool at the moment, Van Dyke is is a different level. Yeah, like yeah. to any other centre back that's that's certainly playing in the Premier League at the moment. Yeah. So what are we thinking then? Van Dyke, Ferdinand or Terry? I just don't know about Van Dyke for the decade. The yeah. last couple of years, yeah, but decade, yeah. I don't know. I think I so. was I'll, I'll throw this in there. Um the BBC's one that people were voting yeah. for, I think he won it by something like fifty fifty seven percent right of the vote. Who? Van Dyke. V V D. Mm. Not, not that that should swear. No, yeah, no, BGF no, yeah, yeah. podcast. Yeah, we are exactly. our own people on this. <laughs> but I uh, just thought I'd throw that in there. But uh, I would, you know, I what? would go Terry over Ferdinand. You go Terry. Terry over Ferdinand. Yeah, just because I know you said it's not about what they won, but they did win the Champions League. Yeah, true. Uh, it was a big part of that. Um, although he did, he didn't play in the final, did he? He was suspended. No, suspended. Um, but it was a big part of the journey. Um, they won a title one. I'm sure yeah. in, that, in that time I think if Levi was here he, he would probably have Van Dyke's corner um, so maybe let's let's be controversial let's throw Van Dyke in there okay. Okay. Um, and just you know because I think we are going to get Levi's team uh, after this but um, yeah I think I mean only because he's playing at a level that is just beyond you know yeah. Um, in my head, when I think moment. about all the defenders that we spoke about, including yeah. Company, the only person who, in my head, sort of matches up to that level is Company. Yeah. Like, I, you know, where he's dominating the games yeah. completely. Like, I, 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 maybe it was because maybe it was more towards the end of Terry's uh, career, but there was times, like I said, he wasn't playing. Yeah. Um, that three like years ago, or, or he was maybe yeah. Chelsea weren't doing that well. Um, you know, there was a one season after they won it, won it when they like finished tenth, mm, yeah, know, yeah, and stuff like true. that. And Terry wasn't playing very well, um, and certainly wasn't dominating like he was in the early part. Yeah, um, but throughout those two, if, if you had those two in your team, you'd be like, yeah, 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 you, you've true, unstoppable. All right, right back, Carl Walker. Carl Walker's a good show. Solid. Who? Trent Alexander Arnold. I just think. <sighs> He yeah, is. again, it's the same. Not the decade, not the it's decade. Because next decade, he'd probably get it. Yeah, because he's, yeah. he's probably going to play another. Yeah. <laughs> he'll play another twelve yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carl Walker. It was it was one between those two for me. Yeah, Zabaleta. Yeah, I like Zabaleta. I actually, it's a bit of a controversial one because I'm not even sure actually if it is. I'm now I'm thinking it's probably left back that he filled in at, and I think I think of him more as a natural centre back, but Vertonghen. As a as a wing back or whatever, like yeah, he's tradi- centre back or left back, or left back. So yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll rule him out. He's been um, solid, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but yeah. So but, what did you say? So either Carl Walker, Zabletta, or Ivanovic. Oh, Brandon Zabletta, Ivanovic. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think we go with Kyle Walker. Kyle Walker. Yeah, I think so. I think he's, he's played, uh, you know, he, he did very well to even earn that move to City. Ooh. And then he's still actually been a, a very good player while he's been at City. So, yeah, um, yeah we'll give him, give him that position, no questions asked. Another uh, potential left back that we didn't mention would have been uh, Leighton Baines. Yeah, he did pop into my head. Yeah. And I was, but then I like, think he dropped off. Maybe the first, the decade before. Or, yeah. I think geez. Baines was mainly um, this decade. Yeah? Yeah, because I think when we went to one of the World Cups, maybe it was, did he, he might have been in the 2010 World Cup squad, Baines, <laughs> yeah. quite possibly. It was either that or 2014, but he got very homesick being with the squad. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think that's why had, I dropped him out. Yeah, <laughs> had he had he kind of carried on uh, his form through to the end of the decade, then yeah, he would have been in there. But all right, that's good. Uh, midfield, then um, we're gonna go one central sort of defensive midfielder yeah. and then two more attacking midfielders. Cool. Um, central defensive midfielder for me, Angelo Kante. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any, any Fernandinho. Fernandinho has been very yeah, good. Sometimes Yaya Torre did Torre. drop into that position. Yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, I just don't know if you can look beyond Kante. He won it with Chelsea. Won it with Leicester. Yeah. Um, huge part of Leicester winning it, which Ooh. was probably the, the, sort of remarkable thing that happened in the Premier League for that decade. So for sure. I, I think Kante's a no-brainer. Though. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. I'm Henderson, that. obviously, and Fabinho. That like. There's so many players in this current Liverpool team yeah, that, that you could drop into this. Yeah, because they're just... And I'm sure, players, you know, the next... If, <laughs> if it was 2015 through to 2025, it's yeah. probably going to be mostly this Liverpool team. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then the two... Box other to box or attacking? Box, yeah, attacking midfielders. I've got a couple of names. Go for it. Throw I one just, of them I up. just need to fact check when they stopped playing. So Steven Gerrard. Gerrard, okay. Yeah. And... Aaron Ramsey. Now, I know Aaron Ramsey Ooh, didn't win a lot with okay. Arsenal, but when he did play, you know, uh, if he didn't play, so Arsenal would just not yeah. function properly. Um, and as soon as he'd come back into the side, um, he would just make them tick and obviously earned his move to Juventus. I think it's just maybe an honourable mention. I don't know if that's... Yeah, I think yet. he has to yeah. be But uh, <laughs> I, I agree in the conversation. I agree um, he's very good. But Gerard, I'm real. I don't know about Jared for this decade. Yeah, that's what I wanted to fact check. That's the thing. Yeah. When, when he sort Especially of Especially if we are thinking of it as a Premier League team of the decade, should they have won the Premier League? But that's... Because if you if they... If it is limiting if you say that because so many great players didn't, yeah. didn't win it. Exactly, but, yeah. Um, I, I think Jared needs to be in that conversation I think Frank Lampard needs to be in that yeah. conversation for exactly the same reasons mm. um, I've listed down Hazard as a midfielder uh, for one of I those was, positions I was adding him as one of the three at the yeah, at top, top. 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 Yeah. like a winger yeah. okay Maybe right. we'll leave him there uh, for me Kevin De Bruyne yeah him. he's definitely in is, is in my team yeah. I was saving that to the last the third yeah the third Silver Silver yeah, as a for the decade has been brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would, do you know what, actually, I probably would maybe edge towards David Silver because I think he's actually led this 
City transition, you think of all the managers that David Silva's actually played yeah, for um, at City. I think he was a was he a Mark Hughes signing? He was, was before the money, I think. Yeah, I think he was at the start of the money. He was the start of the money. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was a Mark Hughes signing, I think. Yeah, um, and if not, then he would have been maybe a Mancini signing. I think mm. perhaps. Um, but yeah, I I actually yeah I would happily put Silva ahead of De Bruyne, mm. even though I do I think De Bruyne is currently the best midfielder in the Premier League but for the decade I think Silva's done more yeah. for, for City so I agree David Silva I say David Silva yeah. Yeah. I think because especially in that Aguero season yeah. like yeah, yeah. De Bruyne wasn't in that team no you know he was probably still at Chelsea that year or Werder Bremen yeah. um, so alright David Silva and then who do we think then for that other one Gerard or Lampard if you were to pick I've, one of those two I've got Fabregas in the mix Sesk I mean, he did leave, didn't he, for a bit in Barcelona. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's another one that spans the two decades. Cause I think he thing. was in the Arsenal yeah. team from about 2006. Very yeah. true. Earlier, even, yeah, maybe, yeah. like 2004. I remember I would have been about 12, maybe 13, when he first broke into that Arsenal team. So he played probably from 2004 to 2010 then went over to yeah. Barcelona and was probably best then wasn't yeah, he yeah so I would rule him out of this yeah, decade okay cool can uh, we fact so check when Gerard uh, retired? retired yeah it was two seasons ago that's, that's a good eight years I know maybe because he played out in LA didn't he um, so Steven Gerard played at Liverpool until 2015 actually God, the time's gone so quick. Yeah, it doesn't seem like that. He retired two years ago. It's actually four years ago he yeah. retired. So, um, I I actually prefer Lampard as a player. Yeah, but um, yeah, I'd be happy with either. Or I'm gonna let you lock choose. Does Ozil get in the conversation, John? Um, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably not. As a Real Madrid player, maybe he did, but yeah, not not Arsenal. Not Arsenal. Arsenal. He's not not come through is he alright let's uh, I'm going to executize this and go with Stevie G okay alright I'm yeah. alright with that um, alright forwards <coughs> um, and we might have to put the Jets on a bit here um, Hazard Eden Hazard yeah, yeah I, I don't think you can disagree <laughs> with that uh, he was in my midfield but I'd happily uh, lose someone else up front I've got um, Luis Suarez in mine because I just think he was what Liverpool is now is owed so much uh, to or owes so much to what Luis Suarez bought to, to Luis that Suarez team. or to Brendan Rodgers I think to Suarez I think Suarez <laughs> up the level expected at that at, in that Liverpool team and, and he kind of started this I mean Tor- like they always had good strikers so Torres yeah, and then yeah. Suarez kind of came along after Me that <laughs> yeah, um, but for me I just think Suarez was insane that the years that he did actually yeah. play there probably only had three or four yeah. years in the Premier League so mm, maybe we talk, we talk about got hungry for other players compare it to others there's um, one Aguero obvious Aguero yeah, Sergio it has to be can we, should we just put we've him in we've got Aguero I've got Van Persie oh RVP Vardy yeah, Rooney potentially this decade yeah not maybe yeah, maybe decade before for elite okay. Costa, Sterling, Kane. Sterling is in that conversation. Kane is Harry, he? Is he just nah, yet? I th- I think if you're looking at the impact that SWAT like so, 
was Suarez better than Kane? Yes. In my opinion, yes. Yes. Um, I think Kane is more of an all-round kind of British footballer, but Suarez is Suarez is still only for me like <clears throat> a little bit below where Ronaldo and Messi are. Right. In terms of just a a, a footballing like god, like just yeah. You know, on a different level to most normal footballers. Same as Neymar, you know, they're, they're, he's in that record just below 0.01% of yeah, yeah. insane players. In a Premier League context, then yeah, maybe Kane has had more impact over a longer period of time. Um, but I actually, I like the Robin Van Persie shout. I do, yeah, I, I couldn't think, think of it. and now Because he was instrumental it. to those final Ferguson seasons. And Arsenal. Yeah. And Arsenal. And Arsenal. Yeah. had brought a yeah. defensive midfielder like everyone kept telling him to yeah. uh, he would have probably won a league with mm. what's it 32 yeah. odd goals yeah. he went to United and done exactly the same thing yeah. a season later Incredible. so it was clear that flying header yeah Arsenal would have won a league yeah. Yeah, <coughs> with, with Van Persie another yeah. honourable mention is Didier Drogba yeah, um, again before, isn't it? just stretched over that because yeah. like, by the time Chelsea won that Champions League in 2012 Drogba was a, a, senior, a very senior Ooh. player so I think Drogba would be team of uh, the 2000 to 2010. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he did play in, into this decade. Uh, but yeah, Van, uh, Van Persie is, is a selection that I like. Yeah. Uh, but like yeah, many honourable mentions there. Wayne yeah. Rooney, um, I don't know how he's getting on at Derby too much. I haven't seen much. He did, uh, he, didn't he score on his debut? He did Something score like on his debut. Yeah. No, he got an assist on his got debut. Got an assist, yeah. yeah. Um, well, uh, Dan, you and I were talking about the captain's armband. He was given that. Yeah, so match, John, really quickly, is it is it disrespectful to a club for a player making his debut to wear the captain's armband? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think to contextualise that a little bit, I think Richard Keogh was club captain there and he obviously broke his leg in that car crash with uh, those other players. Yeah. So I think that maybe they've got a stand-in or a vice-captain or whatever wearing the band. But still, I do I do think it is a bit weird for, yeah, for someone to join, albeit Wayne Rooney, England's top goal scorer of all time. But that's that. like no, um, it's not. Yeah, team spirit. I think that, that I you would should, never do you that. Should at least have to play too. a couple of games before you get yeah, involved. Yeah, for sure, earn it. Because yeah, it's kind of disrespectful, I think, to the rest of the agreed, squad. Like yeah. this guy, based on just what he, who he is, who he is, is yeah, better yeah, than what you guys. Done. And you, you. I can't see how that wouldn't have upset the exactly, exactly. dressing room. Yeah, well. you would think exactly. so. Made a bit awkward. We anyway, might be yeah. wrong. We might be wrong. It might have been done in a in a way. Who captains this team? Yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll complete the team and then we'll decide, I think. So how many players are we looking for left? So we right. need two uh, to complete the attacking three. What? I thought we had Hazard, Aguero and Van Persie. We've not. Have we agreed Aguero? Yeah, we've to. agreed we've Aguero. Agreed, Aguero. Yeah. Okay, so we need one more. And then... And so this is the one that's between RVP and... Suarez, I would say. Oh, so we've Sterling. got we've got we've got or Hazard Sterling. in there locked in. Got Hazard locked in. Aguero locked in. Aguero locked in. So we're debating. Van Suarez. Persie. Do you know what? Pass Van Persie. I do like the Sterling call because Sterling was part of what Suarez started at Liverpool. Yeah. In terms of that, this this new wave of of Liverpool under Brendan Rodgers passed on to Jurgen Klopp. Right. Um, Sterling was a part of that, but then also Sterling's been Huge there part. at the ground floor of of Pep Guardiola's revolution of 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 Man City as well. Definitely. Um, and Sterling's been pretty consistent at, at England level. Um, so Good yeah, 
I would. I'm I, tipping. I'm t- I think we go with Sterling. Go Sterling. I think go Sterling. Yeah, I'm gonna let you go with Sterling. Yeah, yeah. But it's a very close one with RVP. I think had Van Persie sort of again shifted a little bit more into this decade, because he was he he got signed to Arsenal the season uh, that we won that. uh, I don't know. Yeah. So uh, they signed him in the summer of 2004. Yeah, yeah. And Um, he's got. You think at the 2014 World Cup. He scored that diving header, yeah. and he was like, he was struggling to run <laughs> to celebrate with Louis Van Hull yeah. in yeah. 2014, and he's like, I mean, you see him now; he's a silver fox yeah. Yeah. at the end of the decade. So yeah, yeah. he's uh, he's probably just a little bit too old to to make it into this. So I think Sterling, who's probably got another eight years at least ahead of him as an elite player, mm-hmm. yeah. Is a is a worthy guy on that yeah. list. What a squad, eh? What a so okay, yeah. run us run us back through the the full eleven. Okay, and then so we'll the pick a captain. between the sticks, we've got De Gea, we've got uh, Virgil Van Dijk and company and centre back, and the right back Walker, left back Aspie, uh, CDM. We've got Kante, uh, we've got Stevie G and Silva up ahead of him, Aguero leading the line with Hazard and Sterling on his sides. I think that's a pretty that uh, solid squad. That's a pretty yeah rascal team. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and are we picking a captain? I, I company company for me. Company, not Gerard. Nah, nah. company company. Vinny company. All right. Company. Just I, I like steering Gerard a lot, but yeah. he didn't slip when it. He slipped when it really mattered. <laughs> company yeah. banged it in the top corner when yeah. it really mattered. All right, yeah, company so. captain. Brilliant. All right. Well, there we go. Uh, we will post that on our Instagram page. That's at the BTF podcast uh, and uh, if you disagree uh, in any way please do let us know um, and we will talk about that maybe a little bit at the start of episode 29 coming up next week where we'll have Levi back in the studio uh, and we'll cover a few little boxing updates that we've got ahead of uh, Tyson Fury's big fight and there's plenty of other news uh, that we will be getting into um, that's pretty much all from us today. Um, thank you for good to be joining back. me on the show. Good to be back. Yeah, New year, new us. Uh, same show. Um, but yeah, big things uh, ahead in 2020. Uh, and we look forward to you all joining us on that journey. Uh, John, as ever, thank you for joining us. Welcome. And Greg, uh, once again, thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. So yeah, we'll see you all next week. Bye.